Welcome everyone to the Founders Forward fundraising series. Today is September 3rd, 2021. We're in week two of the series. Quick refresher, every week we're sitting down with Jonathan Gandalf. He's the CEO and founder of The Juice. We're sitting down on a weekly basis, going through his seed stage fund fundraise, former operator, now founder, kind of first time really approaching the VC world. So digging into his psyche, um, the process, where he's at in the raise and how things are going. Um, if you haven't listened to the first episode yet, I'd recommend going back and giving that a listen to understand the background and, and basics of the round. With that being said, welcome, Jonathan. How are you doing? Doing well, Matt. Thanks for having me again. It feels like uh, a lot has happened in just a week. We're meeting weekly to talk and it's, it's always, it's a good opportunity for me to um, look back and uh, gain some perspective on how quickly everything's moving. Good. Yeah. And so I guess just as a quick um, recap last week, I think we ended your pitch deck was wrapped up. You had a list of investors who were going to um, start reaching out to seeking some intros um, and really hit the ground running. So I guess what's the status now after, after just a week and, and where are things at with, with all of that? Yeah, I'll address the first point of that. Uh, first, the pitch deck is I'm learning is never done, um, <laughs> which is a good thing. I, I received some great feedback. Well, I, this week, you know, I think it's very easy to, you hear, you know, you should add this piece or this piece to it and you end up Frankensteining it. So what I'm trying to do now is almost weekly, like gather the, all the feedback from that week. And then kind of uh, admittedly on the weekend, I'm kind of distilling that and seeing what changes I should make kind of wholesale as opposed to making tweaks every time I hear a tweak recommendation. So um, right. I'm learning the pitch deck is always evolving, which is good. <laughs> Do you guys have, so we get a lot of questions of small teams, maybe going into their pre-seed seed. They don't have a designer or full team. Um, so is that something, do you guys have someone on your team that's helping with that? Or is that a high alpha, um, kind of service that they're offering or what does that look like on the actual design and implementation of that? High alpha helped us with our brand, um, okay. identity, but myself, I'm a marketer. I've made a lot of presentations for sales teams in the past. I'm pretty comfortable designing the deck. Cool. Um, building the deck. So fortunate there um, that we haven't needed much outside help. It's something we considered like, you know, kind of taking it to the next level with some custom design, but I'm really glad we didn't do that given how much tweaking is happening, happening in real time. I think that would have been a lot of work and some resources for something that might be outdated pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk on Twitter now, especially about investors are looking at almost sounds like for the perfect amount of design. You don't want it to be too designer. It's like you put a bunch of money and time into it, but you don't want it to look like a third grader did it. So there's the happy medium, which sounds like you exactly. have found. I, I'd, I'd like to think so, but <laughs> see, I, I saw some pitch decks uh, earlier this week that were in my opinion, under-designed, um, okay. but they were apparently effective. So uh, it, that made me feel like, all right, we've done enough uh, on the design front to be in a really good spot. You were mentioning... Um, introductions. Introductions, yes. Yeah, so uh, it's been a, I, I shared with you before we hit the record button, an incredibly inefficient but necessary process. I, th I think it's common from my understanding, but, you know, we researched, I think we had 60 plus investors that we felt like were a good fit for us. And then it is just a bunch of visiting their website, seeing who's in their portfolio that can make an introduction. 
And then for me, you know, if there wasn't anybody in their portfolio, I know, then it's the high alpha network. And that's some LinkedIn research, some personal research, some kind of Googling random research. Um, so then you're kind of mapping out those introductions. Then you're asking for people to make those introductions. And I appreciate this part of it, but, um, you know, those, those individuals you're asking to make the introduction, a lot of times they want to kind of do the double opt-in yep. introduction where they reach. So then you're reliant on them reaching out and hearing back. So it's a lot of just like hurry up and wait. Um, so that's, I've, I've tried to do the hurry up this week and then <laughs> now doing some of the, the waiting in terms of just now I'll need to follow up with some of those people probably next week. We did get some meeting set, some moved very quickly. Some are moving not as quickly, but moving. And then there are some that I'll have to follow up with and just make sure they continue to move. So looking at the visible pipeline, which I know this isn't a, uh, a product push podcast, but uh, the, your pipeline has made it much easier. Awesome. We had uh, five meetings, no, six meetings scheduled. Um, we're in contact with 11 um, of the investors. We've asked for an introduction to 19. Uh, so those yeah. are the ones that we're kind of waiting on. And then we're still kind of researching or waiting to ask for the introduction for 17, right? Now. Okay. So you've reached out to like 40-ish and it sounds like probably half of those you've contacted, half you're waiting and then what, 10% or a little less you've actually got a meeting scheduled with already? That's correct. Yep. And yeah. one of those... Um, moved extremely quickly. It's actually an uh, angel network, but um, they were the best. Uh, so customer made an introduction there, which was okay. great as well as it's the Irish angel. So there's a Notre Dame connection. My co-founder, he's a Notre Dame grad. Oh, nice. So that moved, we emailed them on Tuesday, had a meeting Wednesday morning. Um, and we've now been invited to their quarterly on campus pitch day uh, later oh, cool. in September. So that that was great, kind of an early win for us. You know, they won't lead the round, but it was good validation um, that we're not too far off from yeah. um, the vision. Yeah, that's exciting to get some momentum early. Know you're headed in the right direction. Um, going back to, so you have 60 investors and it sounds like when you're researching, you're kind of first line Obviously, if you know them yourself or a co-founder knows them, you'll, you're going to reach out there. But so you're looking at the portfolio companies first and just seeing if you know a founder there that can make an introduction. Yeah, I think the gold is a customer. Um, Guru is one of our customers. There are several investors in our, um, like I would even consider them tier one investors that have also invested in Guru. Okay. So even though our buyer at Guru isn't the right person to make that introduction, trying to navigate that relationship to see if she can introduce me to somebody at Guru that would be able to make that introduction. I think that customer, happy customer introduction is gold. That, yeah, that's super smart. I think we see a lot of founders underutilize their customers for sure. They don't really think to lean on. And then just other founders too. I think a lot of the time, if you're a degree or two away from a founder in a portfolio company, they're probably going to help you. Um, so I've, I've been like... fortunate with that Yao at Malomo, um, who I know you you guys likely know. And then yep. um, Lindsay Chekmuk casted RJ at Pattern 89. It's been, that's been a great resource as well as fellow founders. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's good to hear. And that's such a good just like what, and that way, if there is an investor that they're like, yeah, I maybe wouldn't work with them too. It's doing a little bit of early due diligence on your end too. Exactly. Yeah. It's been, um, I've been, I mean, 
I know they were likely helped by other founders when they were fundraising. It's something that uh, really grateful for their support and something I look forward to paying it forward. When somebody hopefully sees an investor that's invested in the juice and wants an introduction, right? It's just, I think that's a cool aspect of the, the community of entrepreneurs and founders. Absolutely. And then to how like you're actually reaching out now for these intros. So it sounds like double opt-in intro, which is pretty standard, but are you sending along like a quick blurb? Are you sending your deck or what exactly are you sharing with the people that are hopefully making an introduction? I love that there are literally millions of dollars floating around in the space. And we use, and like blurb has become a like <laughs> industry accepted term. Yes. Uh, but yes, we're sending a blurb. Um, you know, I think it's three sentences of who we are. Um, I'm also including where it makes sense milestones. So I'm saying we've got seven pre launch enterprise customers over 1,100 members. That also highlights a little bit of the marketplace dynamic. And then I send a link to our platform because I'm really proud of our product at this stage. And I think that's something we should use to our advantage and yep. helps them understand it. I've sent a few people who have requested it. I've used, again, Visible's Dex tool oh, to sweet. send a link to the deck. And then it's nice. You can see how engaged they are um, in that. Uh, but those have been kind of the, the standard resources. Cool. So are you, I love including the actual product. So Founders Forward, we interview investors every week. I think we've done eight or nine so far. And we'll just ask, what do you like to see in a cold email or in outreach from a founder? And we'll just hear like, if you have a product that functions, we want to see it. That's the quickest way to build conviction. On that note, sorry to cut you off, but so we've like, we're saving some tier one of like the tip top of tier one investors that we uh, would love to be involved with. Um, we're actually, what we're doing is we're actually uploading all of their content to our platform. And then we're going to try to use that as a way to get a foot in the door. Oh, them. that's smart. Yeah. That's so we'll like some account-based marketing, but for investors. Exactly. So, uh, we're, we're working on getting them into the platform this week. That could be a fun follow-up for this podcast is how that works or didn't work. Yeah. I'm going to, um, I'm going to make note future. of that. Do you send the deck? Do you not? How do you send it? So are you sharing the entire deck when they ask? Are you sharing like a light version and like removing sensitive information or just kind of going for it? I'm sharing like the full deck right now. Admittedly, I don't think that's right. I'd like to send a shorter version that leads them to ask for more. Um, that's actually something I want to work on this week is kind of a short, medium, long deck. Um, I just haven't had the time to do that right now. So I'm sending the full thing. I don't think that's right. I think it'd be better if I could send them the short version. It kind of leaves them wanting a little bit more. Yep. Um, I plan to work on that this weekend, actually. Cool. Yeah, I know not to keep mentioning our podcast, but Brett Broll, who's the partner at Bread and, Bread and Butter Ventures, works with Techstars as well. I think it's a four slide deck that he likes to see like in cold outreach and like warm intros, just like enough to keep your interest, but enough to have some context and be able to have a conversation. Switching gears, I know you really have been only head, heads down kind of fun rate, actively reaching out for about a week now. Has it impacted your other day-to-day? -day? I know you guys launched, I think, two weeks ago or a week and a half ago formally. So you've got a lot on your plate. Has it has fundraising changed that or impacted it so far? It has. Um, a, it's, it, it impacts my calendar, obviously, and just the quantity of meetings being set. Um, B, 
I'm not as able to be supportive of the team in the day-to-day. Like there's, you know, I'm looking at my to-do list now. There's a few things like sales support wise that I, I would have loved to have spent more time on this week. And I just didn't have the time to do that. As I said, this process is uh, incredibly inefficient, but necessary. Um, fortunately, we have an amazing team. So they've made it possible for me to dedicate a lot of time and energy to this process. So really fortunate for that, but it it has certainly impacted my ability and flexibility to support some of the other things happening in the business. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you too, taking the time on top of everything to to talk every week. One more question. Um, We're going to do your confidence level one to 10 every week. You were six last week. Where are we at this week? Six and a half. Okay. Slightly more confident. The Irish Angels thing was helpful, but like I said, you hear a lot of no's before you hear that first yes. We're trending in the right direction, but um, still kind of in that a little bit of mystery stage. So I think next week we'll continue to creep it up as we hopefully have some meetings and um, more understanding of what the uh, actual process looks like. There we go. Well, thank you again, Jonathan, for the time. We will talk next week.